is the NXA Sociology Podcast. I'm Joseph Cohen from Queens College in the City University of New York. Today, we talk about taxing the rich. My co-panelists are Neda McBoulay from the University of Toronto and Bart Bonikowski from Harvard University. Our discussion was recorded on January 31st, 2019. Well, the World Economic Forum at Davos just wrapped up and beyond the typical cast of characters that you all know and love who go to this every year. So like Mm. shameless billionaires, disgraced politicians, charlatans, <laughs> otherwise known as thought leaders, uh, an unlikely breakout star, uh, who is this Dutch writer and historian. His name uh-huh. is Rutger Bregman. Uh, and did you guys catch the video of Bregman speaking that went yes. viral over the past week? Absolutely. Okay, so so he was at Davos, and he was speaking on a panel that was actually sponsored by Time Magazine. And the theme of this panel had something to do with inequality. Um, and so the portion of his talk that, that was clipped into video and went viral was him saying something to the effect of, you know, this is my first time at Davos, and I find it to be a bewildering experience. He says, I hear people talking the language of participation and justice and equality and transparency, but no one raises the real issue of tax avoidance and the rich not paying their fair share. And then the piece that went super viral was he said, it feels like I'm at a firefighters conference and no one's allowed to speak about water. We can invite Bono once more, but we've got to be talking about taxes. That's it. Taxes, taxes, taxes. All the rest is BS. And he didn't say BS, but he said the whole thing. Uh, all the rest is BS, in my opinion. And so um, I think it's so interesting. This went viral. I mean, between this and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez calling to billionaires in the past week and again this i think spooked somebody like howard schultz into joining yeah. the 2020 presidential race what do you want <laughs> this this moment of virality of a dutch historian talking about taxes yeah i thought he was on the money too like i remember working this out in my book like philanthropy is small so like in 2017 I, I saw a report Americans gave like $410 billion to charity and a little less than one third of that goes to like religious organizations, right? Mm-hmm. That's like synagogue and church dues for that pay for Sunday school and your services and all of that, the rec hall and all of that. And a lot of that $410 billion goes to charities that benefit richer people's communities, right? Like the community garden and all of that. Uh, uh, Only a fraction of that goes to poor people. So like all giving in America in 2017 is 410 billion and the Medicaid program on its own costs 592 billion. So like (laughs) all of the charity in America wouldn't cover one year of one part of America's very meager social safety net. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I totally agree with this guy. Uh, like I'm loath to dismiss all, all philanthropy from wealthy people. Like there are some great people who do a lot for social causes, but like, I see this as the exception, like, uh, a lot of talk of philanthropy I see as a, uh, pardon the crude term, but like a rich people circle jerk. Like they, <laughs> they spend far more than they would under any taxation or far less than they would under any serious taxation scheme. Uh, they and more importantly, like there's no there's there's not even we did he didn't even talk about tax evasion right, mm-hmm. which I think is an even bigger problem. I remember a report by the CBC saying like 
nobody's been followed up on after the Panama Papers. And, of course, they enjoy this, like, noblesse oblige type of thing. Totally. The optics of being a philanthropist versus a tax-paying corporate citizen, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're like, oh, thank you, sir, for, you know, that coin. It's like, it's basically, I imagine it's like the modern equivalent of, like, the the top-hatted billionaire walking through the slums of New York flipping coins to, like, the poor. (laughs) And this guy's totally right. Like, this is no substitute for, like, a properly funded social safety net, which America just doesn't have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, it's fascinating to understand this viral moment, given sort of the background of, like, how did this dude get invited, right? Because Davos Mm -hmm. is an invite-only kind of a conference, you know? And so um, given the kind of really strong stance he took against the corporate bigwigs that were in the room, it's like, well, why was he even invited? But in some ways, I think some of... Bregman's um, writings and the different concepts he's become popular for um, do appeal to Silicon Valley Davos types. Um, So yeah, his background as a historian and as a writer is that he um, talks about utopias, advances, you know, arguments in favor of things like universal basic income, which are really popular among the Silicon Valley types, because I think for them, it's a way to subsidize the human fallout that have come from their like quote-unquote disruptive labor practices mm-hmm. um, so it's really interesting um, to see see someone like Bregman right get a foothold into this type of a space um, and for me in particular that all of this came to a head in the past week where he was up on that stage talking about utopias and UBI to that kind of an audience you know it made me think that in sociology um, there's a connection to make right to acknowledge and pay homage to to someone like like Eric Olin Wright, uh, who our field is in mourning over, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the past couple of weeks, whose work in this area is so crucial and actually provided the kind of backdrop for someone like Bregman to go viral this week. Bart? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's nice, nice of you to mention Eric Olin Wright, a yeah, real totally. giant in sociology. And, but it's interesting that we are seeing some of these ideas that people like like Wright and others have been writing about, enter the political landscape. It's been really interesting with uh, Kaiser Cortez, obviously, talking about marginal tax rates and with the speaker at Davos. Uh, I actually found that, that Bregman's uh, speech was really interesting, and I think it made a splash. It obviously went viral. But it was actually really nicely followed up by the comments from the Oxfam International Executive Director, Winnie Bianima, who responded to a critique from the audience, right? The critique came from Ken Goldman, who is Yahoo's chief financial officer. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you know, who cares about taxes? What we're doing is we're creating jobs and the U.S. is historically low unemployment, which is, a, a, you know, a response you frequently hear. Yeah. And Winnie Bianima just completely demolished the argument. She said, yes, there are jobs, but they are awful jobs. They're insecure <laughs> jobs. They're precarious. They're low paying. They don't provide people with a modicum of human dignity. And so I thought in some ways it was a really nice coupling of two comments from Buchmann and from Bianima that capture an emerging discourse on the left. Some may call it an economic populist discourse, or maybe in some ways it's a, it's a socialist discourse that is really about fighting for economic justice, economic equality, for the dignity of working people. And we're seeing that become mainstream, both in the United States and in Europe. And that's a really interesting development that may shift the overtime window to some degree on, on the kinds of topics that we can discuss when it comes to the economy. 
Oh, I totally agree, Bart. I mean, this entire event had shades of we are the 99% to it, because I think that 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 panel that Bianima and Bregman were on was organized around a report from Oxfam International that said there are 26 individual billionaires in the world that possess the same wealth as the world's poorest 3.8 billion people combined. <laughs> and so that was really the, the conversation starting point of this, of this panel. And so um, there are certainly some opportunities, I think, that people are beginning to mobilize around, particularly you know, in light of um, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez and other people that are, that are kind of jumping onto this moment to advance these, these arguments and critiques. I do want to say this is this is precisely the reason why I think someone like Schultz is just at the time is not right for someone like him. No, I, I, I don't see a billionaire uh, standing up and uh, demanding taxes. And I think taxes is part of what's needed, not just of billionaires, but of, of, of the upper middle class as well. Uh, I don't know if you can win by selling it, but I'd say no to a billionaire just on that alone. Yeah. And I think where, you know, the one thing in Brechman's comments that was interesting is he did allude to the fact that the billionaires and people in the top income brackets are not actually paying their fair share. So it's not just that he was talking about marginal tax rates, which I think was part of the subtext, but it was also about the loopholes. And it was also about the, you know, the, the yeah. fact that, that rich people have a whole variety of methods through which they avoid paying their fair share. And I think this is a topic that, that will keep coming back in the political discourse over the next while. And, and I think it's a good thing. It, it's a huge problem, though, evasion. And I, I, I mean, I was just so I, I made quick mention of it earlier, but I was so struck by uh, that story about how few people got caught up in the Panama Papers scandal and the, the Paradise Papers scandal. Like from a legal standpoint, they had a ton of data on people who were willfully evading taxes and the Canadian Revenue Service was j just not following up. Like, wh what on earth is going on with that? Like, that has to be a sign of... You've been listening to The Annex, an academic sociology podcast. You can visit our show site at sociocast.org slash annex. We are on Twitter at Sochanex and on Facebook, The Annex Sociology Podcast. Our producer is Laseth Moreno. Music by Lena Orsa. I'm Joseph Cohen. Thank you for listening.